What's going on, guys? Zach here. Today, I was joined by Tyler Tote. We had an awesome discussion. The dude is super positive. He's very high energy. He's dialed his life in, and he's gotten himself to the point where he's moving forward with the things that matter, and if it doesn't matter, it's out of the way. And it's him and I align very well in our mindset and our approach to life. And it's one where, you know, when you get into a discussion like this, it's easy to see like, oh, those guys must just have things going better. No, we both deal with our setbacks. We both deal with our struggles and failures. We just don't let them define us. You know, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted him on the podcast. You know, if you follow him on Twitter, you know, you'll find, and the links are in the description below, you'll be able to find his message of light in a dark world. And that brings us to today's sponsor, PeacefulFathers.com. It's run by Anthony Migliorino. You can find him on all social media at Peaceful Fathers. On that blog, you'll find content designed to help you connect, designed to help you be a light, designed to help you bring positivity and connection to your children, to your wife, and to yourself. It's important you recognize that what happened to Tyler, what happened to myself, what happened to Anthony, is that we fixed ourselves, and then we were able to better reach out and connect with the world. It started with us. So go to PeacefulFathers.com or follow Anthony at PeacefulFathers on Twitter or Instagram and start getting content that's going to help you start that process on your end. Once you know you, you can connect with the rest of the world. Once you are connected with who you are as a man and you're comfortable with where you stand and where it is you're going, only then can you best connect with your spouse and with your children and show them what an authentic life lived looks like. So PeacefulFathers.com has that content. Now let's listen to the rest of this podcast between myself and Tyler Tote on mindset, fitness, health, and focus. Enjoy. Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here's your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zachary Small, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Tyler Tote. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, brother. It's such an honor to be here, man. You're, you're a man that I look up to so much, so truly an honor to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. So for everybody listening, Tyler is a man who pretty much took Twitter by storm recently. It's like all I'm seeing constantly is this dude, no shirt on, you know, lean, going out, playing with the kids, sending these uh, messages of positivity, you know, and and what we're going to talk about today is how he breaks down the ability to focus on improving his mindset, his habits, his fitness, and his health, and how he can help you do the same while leading your family, while leading your wife, and leading yourself to a better place. But before we dive into all that, Tyler, for those who don't know, what's the backstory of Tyler Tote? Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I wasn't always really high energy and really positive. I went through a a pretty rough stretch. Um, Actually, I I was telling you a little bit off stream. My wife and I were in a rocky marriage. I kind of tried to be super dad when we first had our first child. And I neglected a lot of my health, a lot of my I I quit working out. I, you know, I I kind of neglected everything for me. And that led to to misery, man. I, I found myself with a dad bod with no energy with, you know, seeing the world very negative. Our marriage was was in shambles. And then one night, my brother, I, I got on my knees and I said, enough is enough. I'm going to take my life back, you know, and I, I just wrote out a bunch of bunch of things that I was going to change. I said, you know, people change their life all the time. I'm going to change my life today. That was about three years ago, man. And it's been an ongoing journey um, that I've just seen my marriage 100x, my body 100x, my mindset 100x, my, my fatherhood. Um, and, you know, it was just a, a choice one night of just my, my lines in the sand. I'm, I'm going forward, you know. So what was it that pushed you from, you know, it's just you and your wife, you guys are doing your thing to now there's a kid and you want to be super dad. Was it, <laughs> what, what, what was the driving force behind being, you know, cause I get it. That's something many men struggle with. You want to be all things for that child. And oftentimes it's at the expense of your personal development or sustained development. Yeah, I think for me, it was just a realization of there was one day in particular, like I, I had like a football game on or something. And my wife was like, let's go for a family walk. And I was like, kind of really grumpy. I was like, I just want to lay around and like eat chips today. I don't really want to do that. And then my wife snapped a photo of me that night. And I saw my gut hanging over. And I was like, dude, I and I just like really thought about it after she went to bed, my family went to bed. And I thought, 
you know, who's the man you're becoming, Tyler? I got really intentional. I started journaling a little bit. That was the first time I ever journaled. And I just wrote down, you know, who do you want your daughter to see someday? You know, she's going to emulate what you do, not what you say, but what you do. I want to be a man that takes action. I want to be a man that sets that example. And so I got to start pouring into myself first. So that next morning, I set my alarm an hour earlier <laughs> and I hit the gym and I practiced gratitude and a lot of, a lot of different things, you know, prayer visualization. I started this good morning routine. I'm really big on, you know, win the morning, win the day. And I kind of build myself up first. That way, when my family wakes up, now I'm ready to pour into them. I, I'm filled up first. Right. And I think that was the mistake I was making at first. I was just trying to wake up and give, 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 but I hadn't filled myself up first. And that's the principle that I think I, I've taken away more than anything is if you don't pour into yourself, man, and constantly be, be you know, 1% better every day, it's kind of a, you know, a, cheesy motto or whatnot, but it's, it's really true. If you're not actively getting yourself better every day, you can't lead your family. You can't be that high energy guy that's making them better too. Right. You know, it's interesting how we try to check all the boxes as to what's right. You know, I guarantee there are a lot of dads who are like, you know, you have nice clothes, there's food on the table, there's a roof overhead, you know, and I, I'm doing these things. I want to just sit down and watch the football game. You know, I, I go to the games, I cheer the kids on, but then something like that moment happens where you, you see a photo of yourself and you're like, damn, like I've added, you know, it's like the boiling frog, you know, it's one pound, one pound, one pound. We'll do that. You know, your child's born and then they're five. That's five years of one pound. You're sitting yeah. there, you know, 50 pounds heavier. You're like, how did this happen? And it's yeah. just, it's a slow, very rarely is it a rapid decline of health of any of that. It's just a slow progression towards just more complacency. And I, I do, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the men I work with, their their gripe against marriage is that it, it, the dad bod. You know, mm -hmm. you said it earlier, it's dad jokes. You kind of fall into this, like, you're the punching bag of society. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that is not how I ever want to live. That's not how I want other men to live. So that's why I sort of do what I do. But it, it's, it is an easy trap to fall into when you've got your lady, you've got your house, you've got your job, you've got the kid, and you just slowly, you've got less and less time for you. Yes. I think a lot of men are going to resonate with that, you know, big time. And I think also kind of society shows us like I was valuing work over my family, over myself, you know, at that time, and I, I was getting promoted a couple times. I felt like, well, that, Hey, I'm doing the right thing, right? Like I'm providing for my family, but providing for your family is so much more, you know, if, Again, you have such a great quote that, bro, it almost brought me to tears when I read it. You know, they, they want your presence, not your presence, <laughs> you know, and like when I read that, man, it just it resonated so hard. And, and I recently made the decision that I'm actually going to part time and I'm going to be around even more. You know, uh, we don't need nice. the nicest stuff. You know, I want to be here for everything. I want to coach my kids and everything. I want to I want to be here for it all. You know, I, I want them to see that on fire man every day that brings energy and life into his family. I mean. Right before I jumped on here, man, me and my daughter were playing catch. We got songs on. We're dancing around. You know, I got the one kid in the pouch bouncing him around. It's that's what I want to bring to my family every single day, you know, and I just I can't do that if I'm not concentrating on myself as well. You know, with no, the things the, I yeah, read, you got to fuel you up, to keep up. Absolutely. Right. You know, when I look at it, it's and again, your, your account from anybody on the outside looking in, you're like, yeah, this dude's just motivated and they won't see that behind the scenes, you know, of, of building to that. You know, it's very easy to do. I Everybody does it, you know, but as you see that, you know, some people will be like, well, he has more time than me or, or he's lucky and they, they won't ever think I could do that too. If I gave myself permission, I mean, going to part time to be with your family, dude, that's incredible. Like talk about putting, you know, words into action, you know, presence, not presence. That's a real thing. That's, that's yeah. honestly. And before I came in here, I was in there. My son was watching highlights on, on how to hit home runs. So he's watching like all the pros and they're, they're breaking down the mechanics of the swing. I'm like, all That's right, awesome. so you watching film? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, I got to do a podcast. Then I got a call and then I'll be in here. We can go in the basement. That's but it's, so awesome, man. Yeah, dude. And it's, that's what it's all about. You know, being an yeah. involved present father. It really is, man. And it's something, again, I'm really grateful for you and a lot of other men that poured into me because I didn't have that. And I know that it's funny because I get DMs every day now on Twitter of people like, man, I just wish I was positive like you. I wish I was motivated like you. I wish I, and I, I literally tell them, I show them these pictures and I say, ask my wife how I was three and a half years ago. Just ask her, you know, we were on the brink of divorce, man. I, I had no energy. I was drinking six coffees a day to get through the day every day. I was fat. I was lazy. I, literally my whole life, but it was just those little decisions and one day at a time getting better. And then also surrounding myself with like-minded men, 
I never really had real conversations with people before. Like before I had drinking buddies, honestly, that, hey, man, I want to escape this week. Ah, this week sucked. Let's go to the bar. You know, those were my buddies. And I made a really intentional choice a few years ago that those aren't going to be my friends anymore. Now my friends, man, we, we, we share difficult things in life, man. You know, we share the men we want to become, who we're striving to be. And I think that's why I love and appreciate what you do so much because – our society doesn't really teach that men are supposed to be vulnerable, have those conversations, have that brotherhood and that, you know, we can make each other better so much, but you, you got to put down that guard and able to do that and not just talk about the football game. You know, you got to talk about real life and how you want to get better and how you can help them get better. And, you know, th that's one thing I've really taken away from you over this last year is, man, I need to even have more of those relationships in my life because each one sharpens me, you know. Murph, a guy on that I love on Twitter, all says always says iron sharpens iron, you know, and it's so true, man. We all make each other better, and and I just love that so much. You know, and it's as you do it, you know, as you light yourself on fire to get that energy, it, it lights up those around you. You know, you were talking about now you're having friends who are motivated, who are talking about real life things. You know, you being the example sort of gives permission to those around you, and yes. that vulnerability you're talking about, dude. It's like somebody has to go first. Somebody has to be the first one to say, look, I'm trying to fix, you know, I'm drinking too much booze. Or I'm eating too much food. I'm sitting down. Like somebody has to say the thing that they don't want to address, you know, yes. like it's an embarrassing thing or whatever. <laughs> but once one person does it, the next guy's like, oh, okay. Yes. You know, and to your point, man, like about people starting to rally around it and that light spreading, you know, before we hit record, we were talking about, you know, you listen to one of the 21 con speeches. I was like, dude, the reason... Like, I think I missed one of my kids baseball or literally games to go give that speech, but it's because yeah. in my head, I'm like, man, like if fathers hear this and it lights that fire in them, they can go out and light it. So the people that are messaging you, you know, like if you bring it all the way back, you're like, no, I was, I was struggling. I heard this, you know, I did this thing. I, I lit myself. I went after it. And now they go to you. They do the same thing. Now they go forward and someone's going to reach out to them. It's just incredible how far these ripples go. And dude, like I said, the you're world. incredible. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. I wrote something down that you said, actually, that's still a sticky note on my dresser. That's been on there for a long time. It's who you were in the past does not dictate your future, you know? And I tell people that now all the time is, is man, you know, who I was three years ago was a guy who truthfully, and this is hard to admit, I was addicted to pornography. My wife and I had a terrible relationship. You know, I sat around all the time. I was on anxiety meds, which, you know, I, I just, I wasn't, I came home and I existed. You know, I, I, I walked through the door and complained about my day, you know? Now, bro, I, I come in the door and I pick up my kids and we throw on songs and we dance and we go for family walks. We watch Sunset together. You know, I haven't watched TV in 16 months. We don't even have Netflix, Hulu, anything like I've just created this intentional life. But that started one small decision at a time. And kind of what you said around, you know, you're not your past, like any moment. And that's the greatest thing about being a human, a father, anything, man. You can draw that line in the sand. And if you're listening to this now, today can be your day where you say, I'm done with that past. I'm moving forward. I know the man I want to be because deep down inside, I think we all know it, right? Like I knew I wasn't my best for a few years. I knew it. Like when I go into the bars, when I'm, when I'm watching pornography, zoning out Netflix every night and all these things, something in my soul was lacking, you know? I wasn't happy. I really wasn't, you know, and, and it's why the alarm went off and I didn't want to get out of bed, you know, now, man, my alarm never goes off and it's set for, for five fifty most mornings, but dude, I'm up at five thirty most morning. You know, I can't wait to get up and attack the day and stack wins and get after it and pour into my family, pour into other people. But you got to really be intentional. I think with, with what you're doing and map out your day to stack those wins. Otherwise life's going to run you, you know, you know, and I like your point on simply existing that autopilot is no way to live. You know, you're just going through, like you have one life. It's so, it's tragic how many exist and then it's over. Yeah. It's like you never lived. It's like, we're all going to die, but not everybody's going to live. And that, yeah. that breaks my heart when you see it. I'm like, this is preventable, you know? And to your point, you know, people have these, these addictions, you know, it's, it could be the greatest gift you give yourself by taking that thing away. And that mm -hmm. sounds weird, you know, but for me, I was a binge drinker for two decades. Like I was crushing it. And it wasn't like I was an angry drunk, dude. I was super happy. I just yeah. wanted the party. My first drink led to 10, led to like a blackout, you know? And I was yeah. like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, till the wheels fall off. The problem is. I see you being that fun guy, getting dude, ready to go. <laughs> it, like I was like, like, I love you, man. Like, let's right. go like conquer the world. Yeah. But it wasn't good for me. 
And after right. like 20 something years, I mean, the military, it's part of the culture, you know, my, my heritage, I'm, I'm Irish, Scottish is part of the culture. It's, it's like my whole life was conducive to me being an alcoholic. And then yeah. I was sitting there and I had a glass of wine and I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want this anymore. And I was, I was weighing out the pros and the cons and there were no pros. Like, I was like this, yeah. I don't relax. I'm more stressed out. I'm not a better writer. I'm a shitty writer when I drink, you know, like in my head, I'm Ernest Hemingway. I'm this tortured artist. I'm this great soul that's going to let the booze be my muse to greatness. No, I would get lazy. I would eat something. And I would go to bed. I wouldn't write shit. You know, like nothing. Cook a pizza and go to bed. Right? Yeah, like that was my art, you know, the munchies. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is this is not me. And I, no matter how bad I want it to be. And then it was just like that, that switch went off and it was, I'm done. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not that guy. And people yeah. will say it's not that easy, but I, I disagree. If you really see it and want it, it can be that easy. But yes. people have told you it can't, so they don't allow themselves like, oh, I just stopped now. Right. And I'm really big into affirmations, too. I don't know if, if when I was quitting certain things and, and, you know, I'm really big and I wake up every morning and I tell myself who I am out loud. I think our words are so powerful, you know, and I'm I'm a big proponent. That's part of my morning routine every day. I look myself in the mirror and I tell myself the man I'm going to be that day. You know, I'm going to lead my family with integrity. You know, any obstacle that comes up, I'm going to go through it or over it or around it. I will not complain. I will be high energy. I will pour into people. You know, I say these things to myself. And when I started saying them, to be honest, they weren't true. <laughs> You know, but over the course of a couple of years, I've been saying these things every day to myself, you know, I'm going to lead my family. I wasn't leading my family. I was very passive a few years ago. My wife made every decision. You know, I wasn't, I was just a passenger. I was along for the ride, whatever she said. Eh, sure. You know, I was that guy who wanted to keep peace at all costs, you know, but I didn't want to be that guy anymore. And so I started telling myself who I'm going to be and something so powerful about our words. When you say them day in and day out, they start to come true. <laughs> you start to believe them after a while. Well, it's an energy. And I wonder, you know, for you to get, to get that energy, honestly, you've got to find the signal to kind of send it along. You, you send a, a healthy signal, you receive a healthy signal, positive, positive, you know, how did you start stripping the static? You know, you, you mentioned you drinking buddies, you, you kind of elevated the buddies, you, you know, you started making decisions, you started these affirmations. What else did you do to remove the static from your life? So you could just focus in on what that signal was. Because I think a lot of men are right there right now. They're like, I don't know how to get to being the man I want to be. Yeah, I think it's what you you alluded to a little bit earlier is is you can only win at so many things, right? So if, if your focus is in 27 different areas, you're, you're probably going to be subpar at all 27. So I wrote down a list of exactly what I wanted to win at. There's five things, and that's that's all there is. You know, there's there's my faith, number one, my fitness, number two my family number three, and you'll notice my fitness comes before my family, which might sound selfish, but to me, it's not because if I don't fill myself up, I can't be that guy. You know, uh, my finances, number four, and then my relationships, my friendships, number five, there is nothing else I went at to be perfectly honest. That's all I do. Um, I focus really hard and intently and I follow that list, that sort of hierarchy every single day. And I've cut out any noise that inhibits me from doing better at that. So Again, Netflix and TV, what did that add to my life? Nothing, literally nothing. It, it took a lot of time away from my side hustles, a lot of energy. When you sit, you're more likely to sit. So now we're up and having dance parties, man. I'm a better dad when I do those things. You know, Now our family do, we, walk, we take walks every single night when I get home from work. We watch the sunset together. That's beautiful. To me, that's better than any football game I'll ever watch, you know? Um, just getting really intentional and cutting those things out. Pornography was ruining my marriage, ruining my faith, energy levels, dopamine, all these things that I just, I cut that completely out. You know, um, the foods I was eating, I kept a food journal for about two weeks and I wrote down after 10 or 15 minutes, everything I ate and how I felt energy wise on a scale of one to 10 after that started, I, I realized every time I ate big bread and things like that. I was, I was really low energy when I would eat soy and things like that. It was very low energy. So I cut those things way out, you know, just being mindful. And again, going back to your point of getting off autopilot. I mean, bro, I just, I talk to people every day. I, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. You can choose, man. <laughs> like you've just got to have some intent and you got to have a fire up under you that you can choose. It's a choice. Like right now, if you and I decide, we want to talk about everything negative, right? Like politics or whatever it would be super negative. We're going to be in a bad mood. That's just the way it is. Or we can talk about these other things, uplift each other. And that's, that's where our mood's going to go. You kind of create your own reality. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, that you can do that anytime. It's just, you got to control your inputs. What's feeding your mind every day. So I feed my mind with men like you. <laughs> 
I feed my mind with people that are going to pour into me and uplift me. And then I try and do the same for other people. And I only allow those people in. And that's hard. I've had to cut certain people out of my life that truly I love and I still pray for. But dude, I just won't allow that negativity and that constant energy drain to come into my life. I just won't allow it anymore. Well, that brings up the next thing I wanted to ask you, which is when you're choosing to live that intentional life, you have to make intentional choices on what to remove, not just add healthier things and add affirmations. You might be removing family members. You might be removing friends. You might be removing yeah. these, these things you enjoyed. What was yeah. the hardest for you to really strip away that you had to just stay committed because it was best for you? Yeah, that's a good question. There's, I, I tweeted a couple of weeks ago and it, it really hit hard. It's, you know, if you're dedicated to self-improvement and improving these things, you got to know two things going in. Number one, Family members and friends are, are going to project their insecurity. They want to keep you average because then it, 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 they project that onto themselves, right? And then number the two thing is it's worth it. You're going to lose some of those people, but it's worth it. And it's been sad, man. I mean, I'll be honest. I, Zach Hommel, I think you know Zach pretty well yeah, from Twitter. He, he's great, man. You know, he's, to be honest, my coach who I talk to, and he's helped me with my faith and marriage and so much. He's leveled me up a tremendous amount. Um and that was one thing we talked about a while is, you know, once you see certain things, you can't unsee them. And I kind of see the world in a different way now. And if, if those other buddies still want to go to bars every weekend, man, I invite them. Let's go hiking. Hey, man, let's talk about our families. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about fitness. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about these. I don't care about the game anymore. I just don't. I can't have these surface level conversations anymore. So, you know. I can't talk about fear and COVID and all the, I just can't, like, I, I don't live my life in that way. Not that it doesn't exist. That's fine. I'll take precaution, whatever, but I'm just not going to sit there and dwell on it. I'm more concerned with how I live than how I'm going to die, you know? So I have buddies that just couldn't get over this thing, you know? And one of them, man, was best, one of, one of my best buddies for 16 years. He was in my wedding. I was in his, and about a couple months ago, it finally got to the point where every time he texts me, I felt anxiety rise. And so I tried to have this conversation with him three or four times. We can talk about these things, but I will not talk about COVID, the election. All, I don't care. I don't follow it, and I don't want to talk about it. When he finally kept doing it, I just – I literally had to send him a message and say, brother, I love you. If you ever want to talk – you know, if you decide a year from now you want to talk about your family, some other things, that's fine. But for right now, I'm, I'm going to have a season where I don't have you in my life, and that's nothing personal. But I just – it drains me, and I won't allow that. I, I know my mission so clearly now that I can't allow somebody else to come in and drain me of that. And some people look down on that. You know, we, we've lost family members. We do foster to adopt, too. We've had a couple family members say some very rude things about that, you know, um, that we didn't really appreciate. and so. We've made that intentional decision, my wife and I, that they're not really going to be part of our tribe anymore. <laughs> you know, you're either for us and you're supporting what we're doing and we're for you and supporting what you're doing. And we're all building each up to each other up together. Or, you know what, man, there's 7 billion people on the planet. I ain't got to get along with all of them. <laughs> you know, no, that's perfect. And it's a great way to look at it. And honestly, each time you do that, you know, you're, you're putting your balls in the chopping block. It's not an easy <laughs> thing, man. Like, and, and I get it, you know, having gone through very similar it's not easy to have those talks and it's people will hear this conversation and they're like, Oh, you just did it. Like you got it. There's your stomachs in knots. You got it. Oh, you don't dude. want to say it, but you're like, I have to say this because this is true to me. This yes. is, this goes to, to the core of what it is I'm doing. And if I don't do this for the sake of, you know, keeping the peace, as you said, but with others, it, it's at the detriment to myself and therefore yes. my spouse and therefore my children. And how can you tell them to, stand up for everything they believe is right and face hard things if you're not willing to embody that message. 100%. You know, and as you know, kids follow your example, not your advice. And they know, even if you don't say it, whether you're biting your tongue or whether you're agreeing to do something you wouldn't normally do, you know, it's, the kids are super perceptive of that. And it's great that you're setting that example, even when it's hard. Yeah. That goes back to just the even bigger point too, of just doing hard things, having hard conversations. I mean, I, I, one of my other sticky notes, you see my house, man, it's full of these sticky notes and messages. <laughs> I always reminded myself, That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, when you, when you keep the peace, you start a war within, you know, and that's, that's something I've really tried to live by now is, is, you know, in a marriage, there's some things that come up that my wife and I just don't agree on. I can choose to keep the peace or I can, you know, and that's going to create a war within and that's going to create really negative things. The same thing with friendships and with, with family members and things like that. It's, it's a hard thing to deal with, man. You're right. Your stomach's in knots. You're freaking going poop seven times before you make that call. <laughs> you know, you're nervous, man. But 
ultimately, again, it goes back to you got to be authentic and true to yourself. And when you so when you when you draw that line in the sand and you keep moving forward and you know your mission so clearly, again, I I never snooze. I spring up out of bed. I can't wait to take on my day. I just can't. For the last couple of years, it's been that way. When I feel those energy vampires, so to speak, those people that are drawing that energy down, I don't want to live like that again, man. And and whatever I have to do, I'll, I'll protect my peace at all costs at this point. Because again, I want to be the kind of dad I want to be. I want to be the kind of leader of my family I want to be. I want my family to grow up in that environment and I'll protect that at all costs. You know? I shared something today about how family men need to be dangerous. They need to remain dangerous. You know, and it's a, a tragic story, man. You know, a few days ago, uh, these 300 girls in Nigeria, it was like 317 were, were kidnapped from their school. And dude, like when I talk about evil, when I talk about like painful things, that, that was not lost on me. That's somebody's, I don't see that as like, oh, that's a foreign issue to be dealt with. I, you know, when you talk yeah. about bombings, you talk about things like that. I don't think, oh, that's somebody else. Like, I'm like, that's somebody's daughter, you right. know? And that's, and that stories like that is fuel to do the things that we're doing, to have the conversations that we're having. It's like, these aren't, there's so much going on in the world that to sit there and say that somebody's argument or somebody getting elected or some, some bullshit that's happening on a level that does not impact you, you allow that to pull you from what does impact you from the real things that are going on. You know, like that, those families wish they could sit there and talk to their girls. And I, and I pray to, to anything that you hold dear that they are found, they are found quickly and they are found well, you know, but it, it highlights the point that we're sitting here and we're, we're, not we're, you and I don't do this, but a lot of people, and I'm sure people you know, are letting the politics get into their lives. They're letting Twitter and social media bullshit get into their lives. And it's keeping, it's pulling them from forging a connection with their children, from forging a connection, you know, with their spouse. And it's like, there are people who would die right now to have that opportunity to hug their loved one, but they'll never have that again because it was taken from them. And you're not even taking advantage of the opportunity you have to do that because you're afraid of freaking somebody being mad at you on Twitter. So the priorities there is it blows my mind. And that's why the intentional effort you're putting into leading your family is why I really wanted to get you on here. You know, it's, it's something people need. We need to stop focusing on all these things that are just distractions and start focusing on what's going to get us to where we want to go with our loved ones. And let's stop making social media world, our real world. You know, dad is supposed to be fat, sad, and, and broken and just provide a paycheck. And that's not reality. That's not what you do. That's not what I do. And that's not what I want any man to do. And that's the somewhat of a rant. I just, it popped in my head. It, you did. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's true, man. And it is. And, and it, truthfully, having been a man who lived like that for a few years and didn't take advantage of that, again, once you kind of see, you can't unsee. And it's, it breaks my heart. And that's why when I see other friends and other people worried about all these other things and placing their energy in all these other things, you know, watching the news constantly and fate, you know, I'm afraid of these exotic threats that are never going to impact you. Never, but you can impact your child today. You can go just get down on your knees and play with them, you know, take an interest in whatever they're doing. You know, I, I got a five and a half year old girl, man, who loves princesses. I'm, I couldn't have told you one princess two years ago to save my life. Now I can name every freaking princess in the whole, I dress up as freaking Mohana and we, she dresses up as another, you know, and we're playing and we created a bow and arrow and a shield because Merida has a bow and arrow and a shield. And we're playing that together intentionally. We're laughing. We're, you know, and for me to, to sit there and watch the news or, or do these other things where I, I have no control over what's going on out there, you know, but I control what's going on in here. And so I think that that's the biggest principle and the biggest takeaway for me is how do I really change the world? You know, I, I want to change the world. I do. I know you do, too. It starts with me, number one, my home, number two, and then we can broadcast that out and help other people get there, you know. And to me, that's the best way. It's not watching eight hours of news and being informed, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it makes me think of Anthony Migliorino. He's the uh, he sponsored this podcast but also he's the owner at peacefulfathers.com. He's all about peaceful parenting. And he said one time, you know, we all acknowledge that the world is dark, but why do we allow that darkness to be inside our home? He's like, just because the world is unforgiving in a dark place does not mean that's, that's more of a reason for you to fill the home with light. And I think, you know, you have a lot of insights and a lot of experiences that will help men, you know, sort of cultivate that and, and maybe stoke that fire and turn their home into that lighthouse. So I kind of wanted to go through, you know, with your coaching, and how you work with others, you know, you break it down to these four main groups, which is mindset, habits, fitness, and health. Mm-hmm. When it, so starting with mindset, is that where you begin? 
or is that just the first word that you put on the list? <laughs> I mean, it depends. It's all individual because, you know, I, I coach five people now one on one and then have a group coaching as well. And everybody has individual needs. Right. So some of them just come and say, my marriage is in shambles. What do I do? <laughs> you know, and it's always fix yourself first. You know, number one, I think it's always fix yourself first. But I can start with the mindset principle. And the best thing I've ever done for mindset, and I had no idea how much your mindset impacted your life a few years ago. And then once I started really getting into it. I just, the simple act of starting a gratitude journal today was the 1008th day in a row that I have woken up and I have the first thing I do before I do anything else is I get my journal out and I write 10 to 15 things I'm grateful for. And then I meditate and pray over that. And I just thank God that, man, I have a beautiful home. I have a beautiful wife. My body works. I'm healthy. My family members are healthy. You know, it just, the mountains are beautiful. I get the sunset tonight. I get all these things, you know? you start focusing on the, on your blessings and, and you start noticing all these little things that we think matter. They don't matter. You know, like I used to sit in traffic and be so pissed off about it, <laughs> you know, and now man, I'm in traffic and I'm like, I'm so grateful that now I get a few minutes. I, I can put on praise music and rejoice. Or I can call a family member and tell them how much I love them. You know, it's an opportunity now. It's not, it's not any challenge, you know? And so you can reprogram your brain to see blessings. Our brains are just like our bodies. In my opinion, like, I'm big into pull-ups, right? I, I do pull-ups constantly. It's like my thing. I, I'm addicted to them, to be honest. And, uh, you know, the same way we train our bodies and grow our muscles, I think we can train our minds to see the good, see the blessings, be grateful for life. And then when these stressful things come up, like what you mentioned earlier, man, it, a stressful situation is losing your daughter, having a daughter kidnapped in a situation like that. That's a problem, you know? I volunteered and my wife and I, we, on our honeymoon six years ago, we went to uh, – South Africa, Swaziland, we volunteered for six weeks in a third world country where the average wage is a dollar a day. They sleep in mud huts. They don't have fresh water. Those are problems. Your 5G going out in your phone for 10 minutes, that ain't a freaking problem, <laughs> you know? Thanks. And so it's like when you start to train your mind and see the world for all the blessings we have, man, you know, that's where I always start with mindset is really practicing gratitude. And it's become kind of this cheesy catch word or whatever, but a lot of these stuff that, that is cheesy, it, it makes a difference, man. And, and the way I view the world now, when I was doing this for three or four months, I remember the exact night I felt the shift. My daughter came into my room at the time she was like two and she was crying at like one in the morning. And my first thought in my mind was like, I get to be her dad. I get to be that man who gets to go cuddle her and rub her back and tell her a story and tell her it's going to be okay and put her back to bed. What a blessing, you know? Whereas I think several months before I would have said, son of a buck, man, now I'm going to have a terrible day at work. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be crabby, <laughs> you know? And again, the world's going to happen. These, these things are going to come into your life and it's all about how you choose to view them, how you choose to see the world, man. That, that's how it is. And so that was my number one thing with mindset always is start practicing gratitude. Anybody can do it. We all have things to be grateful for. Uh, you know, the man in the wheelchair was asked, you know, aren't, aren't you upset that you have to be in the wheelchair? He says, no, I'm grateful that this allows me to get around. You know, it, it's all about your mindset and your perspective in the way you view life. No, that's, it's a profound insight. And honestly, it recently I shared, you know, it's a privilege to raise my kids and people, they view that as, oh, you know, you're, you're happy because your kids are doing well. Like, no, it's a privilege to be able to deal with the issues they have. It's a privilege to just be able to see a life grow before me. And I get to play a role and help shape that life and offer it experiences and watch it learn. And it's such a cool thing to see. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a position to where my wife and I can watch this happen. You know, we can, we can give them the tools and it's not so much steer them in the direction as much as tell them how to use the rudder and kind of just watch them go yeah. and see where they want to go. And, and it's, it's, it's really cool to, to have that sort of impact. And to your point, you know, that's incredible, you know, to have your daughter come in at one in the morning, snap you out of sleep. How many parents would have barked at their kid back to bed instead of like, look, it's a two year old. Like she's scared, you know, like right. she doesn't want to be there crying. She's not trying to mess with you. She wants, right. she's going to the person who brings her security and comfort. You're supposed to be there like a blanket to wrap around her and Hey, let's go read a book or let's go hang out. You know, it, what a reframe many families could have if they stop defaulting to that. I'm irritated. I'm responding to feelings, but something else. And I wanted to ask you your opinion on this. You know, you mentioned for your honeymoon, you went to a third world country with no running water, mud huts, 
Do you think this lack of actual suffering or lack of exposure to true suffering is why people claim they're suffering? Because they don't know what it's like to want. They've been middle-class America their whole life. They have no idea what suffering or pain is. Yeah, this is crazy, man. It's, you know, it boggles my mind that two generations ago, we had 20-year-olds that were signing up to, to storm beaches, knowing that it was almost certain death, but they believed so deeply in country, family, God, values. They were willing to do that, right? And, and I don't, somehow, two generations later, we're so comfortable now and obsessed with this idea of comfort of, I don't even want to get out of my house. I can have my food delivered to me. I don't even want to, you know, I, it's, I never want it between... It's got to be between 68 and 72 at all times, you know. I never want my body to have to work hard. I, this idea of comfort, man, our society preaches it, and it is—it's enslavement. It really is, man. You know, and if you're—you live a comfortable life. If you're not pushing yourself every single day, you are not going to grow. And I think I sought comfort my whole life. Even if you, you know, if you'd asked me at 24, 25, 26, what do you want out of life? I want to be comfortable. I want to have a lot of money and just live an easy, comfortable life. Bro, I want the exact opposite now. <laughs> I want no comfort. It, it's why I get up. It's why I get up every morning before everybody else. It's, it, that's not a comfortable thing to do to spring out of a warm bed and go to a really cold garage. And you know what? I'm shirtless and in shorts out there. It's cold, but I do that because it, it, it hardens my body every morning. I love that. You know, you gotta, you gotta get outside your comfort zone to grow. And I think if, if one person is listening to this and they, they want a big takeaway, that's it. Make yourself uncomfortable. I felt myself getting a little comfortable a couple months ago, to be honest. I, things were just going really well in life, you know, fitness, great marriage, great finance. Every area I wanted was had 10 X over the year before. And I felt comfortable. I felt good. And I felt that edge kind of going off a little bit. So I got down on, and I journaled that night. How can I make myself more uncomfortable? Now I do cold showers. Now, now I do meditation <laughs> outside in the cold. I'm going to, whatever I have to do, I'm going to make myself uncomfortable because if I don't, I'll stop growing. And I think that's, society doesn't teach that. Nobody ever talks about that, but boy, I'm going to instill that into my kids. You don't want to be comfortable. <laughs> you know, you don't need to seek comfort. You need to push yourself constantly. You know, every day you need to set goals that are higher and higher than the next day. That's true fulfillment to me. That's when you wake up on mission. And man, I'm going to stack 12, 13 wins that are going to make me better every single day as a man, as a husband, as a father, all these things to wake up and just, I'm going to have breakfast delivered. I'm going to go sit in my air conditioned office. I'm going to, you know, to me, that is, that is not a life, you know, and I don't know how we got here. I really don't, but it's got to change because it's, that's why society is so soft, man. Everybody gets offended by everything. You you can't, you can't say, I, I had somebody comment on my thing one day and say, you shouldn't talk about your kids on Twitter because some people can't have kids. Now, look, Dude, I I've have, gotten that same message. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> well, I have empathy for you. If you can't have kids, that's fine. But I mean, come on, man, you know, you can get offended at anything, but that's on you, you know? And again, that person, you've got to take responsibility for your own life. And again, if you tell me after this podcast, Tyler, you were the shittiest guest I ever had, and I don't like you anymore, I will still say, like, Zach, I love you, bro. I will I'll pray for you and your family, and I, I hope your mission crushes, and I won't lose a wink of sleep. I promise you that. <laughs> you know, I'm secure enough in who I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue my mission forward and go forward, and I'm just not going to get offended at things I can't control. I can't control how you feel. I can't control how I make anybody else feel, you know? I, this idea of we all got to be comfortable, we're all equal, we all got to get along. I don't understand it. You know, it's such backwards logic, man, that I just don't understand it. You know, and I think that's a part of the, the issue we see with all these people lacking life purpose, lacking a mission is that that comfort. You know, when yeah. you find comfort in discomfort, again, the word discomfort has comfort in it. <laughs> you just got to make it through that little bit of uncomfortable area to get to the comfort. You got to get comfortable with discomfort. But when you lack that, when you lack feeling cold, when you lack feeling hot, when you lack, you know, exposure to stresses, you know, a sore body, you lack purpose. That is a part of pain is a part of life. Suffering is a part of life. Those lows, when you experience those lows, you appreciate those highs. But when you're always coasting in that middle, always comfortable, always just maybe a little fluctuation, there's, there's nothing to appreciate. You don't know what it's like to be sad. You don't know what it's like to be happy. You're just existing. And I think that's a theme we keep running back to is just you can't have purpose. You can't have passion. You can't have appreciate the beauty of of the greatness of life without acknowledging, you know, the sadness of life. 
if you're not living life, if you're not a part of it, you know, you're mm. Tanner Guzzi said recently, and I think it was coming originally from Jack Donovan, you know, you want to be an actor, a person who acts, you don't want somebody the world acts upon. And all you do is react. You want to be an original soul that creates and brings beauty and brings your perspective and not just I'm mad about this, this day because society told me to. All right. If you asked me last week, what we were pissed off about, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't remember, man. Like it's been a thousand <laughs> things since then. Dude. Every day we're mad about yeah. something new, but yeah. uh, you know, right now it's like Miss Miss Potato Head or Mr. Potato Head, just oh, Potato Head. You know, that's the new Lord. thing. Guess Good what? Lord. Tomorrow it'll be something new, and we'll forget yeah. about Potato Head. Yeah. Life is happening so fast, and I think that's why, like you said, two generations ago, we're, we're storming beaches, and now we're we're upset if somebody says something mean on a social media platform, not even directed at us. They right. just said anything upset, and it, it triggered us. Because we have so little purpose in life that that's the only thing that gives any sense of meaning to us. Oh, well, this bothered me. Now mm-hmm. I'm like all those other people that bothered. And now I'm a true original soul. No, you're caught up in this, this technological wave that accelerated your demise, if anything. Yeah, and again, I just think that goes back to living intentionally. And you, they're, you're always being programmed, right? Like even somebody listening to this right now, they're being programmed. Their mind is hearing what we're saying that's taking in, that's going in. So you got to be mindful of all those things. And when all you're doing, I mean, I, I've managed a retail bank for the last six years. I can now tell you within 30 seconds of meeting somebody how much news they watch. And I bet I could be accurate 95%. I have people come in every day that are so worked up. Dude, it's just... They are, the world is ending. They're so worked up. They're this, how's your family doing? I want to ask them, you know, what, how, how, how are your kids? You know, <laughs> Why are you putting so much energy into this other thing? But it's almost like become too, and this is a whole nother topic, but it's weird, like a badge of honor for some people to be a victim. Like it's, it's become who can be a bigger victim. Like, yeah, they're going for the gold in the victim Olympics. Dude, it is my father who I just, I love this guy to death because he grew up without a really good father presence at all. Um, and he was the one that broke that mold and turned the corner and made a lot of great decisions that, that changed our family. And that's why I'm going to carry on his legacy, you know, but he used to tell me, and I'll never forget this, Zach. I, I made an out my first time in a T-ball. I was six years old and I was a pretty good baseball player. I made an out and I cried about it. And my dad was the coach and he pulled me aside right there and he said, son, you are either going to be a victor or a victim. This is going to make you better. And you're going to go home and you're going to practice to not make more outs. You're going to understand that you're going to fail and parts of life. This is how it is. Or you can be a victim and just sit here and cry. The choice is yours. And growing up, I probably heard that a hundred times. You're a victor or a victim every day and you choose. And I think our society needs that message, man. Like, you know, who can be the biggest victim? There's no prize for that, except you get to be miserable. You get to be offended by everything. You get to be anxious and stressed. You know, I'm going to choose to be a victor every single day. You know, the way my dad taught me and I'm going to teach that to my kids too. People are going to say things that you probably don't like. So what, you know, there's again, there's 7 billion people. We're not all going to see eye to eye and get along. Now we got to be respectful. I always want to be kind. And that's always a big part of my message too. I'm going to show respect to everybody, man. Even the the lady who yells at me outside for doing pull-ups without a mask. You know, I, first time that happened, bro, I shouted back at her some things I'm not proud of, you know, but, but now I just, I feel sorry for her. I really do. I like, when I really break that down, I, I feel so bad for somebody like that. You know, my heart breaks for somebody like they're living life like that, that, that sucks, you know, like that, that just sucks, you know? And so again, I just want to try and be a light and show that there's a better way. What do you think drives that empathy in you though? You know, because I'm, I'm the same, you know, I, when I see that, I'm like, you should be championing any business that fights back, not like wanting to join the the bashing of them. Like you should enjoy men outside doing pull-ups, you know, without math. Like that should be like, it's good. Stick it to them. Like, let's revolt. <laughs> let's push back. You know, when people aren't like that, I'm like, man, that what's going on inside your home? Like, like what's going on inside? Like, I get that same like connection. What right. do you think drove that empathy in you? I think my wife, number one, is just, she's an amazing person, man. I, I've gotten so much better because of her. And we have such a, our marriage now, man, she's my best friend. Like, I just, I love her to death. She supports me. You know, not many men would just come to their wife, like, six months ago and say, hey, I got this dream and this vision. And, and I want to I take a $50,000 a year pay cut to chase it in the middle of a pandemic. And, and without a moment's notice, she said, I, I got you. I support you. What can I do to help? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the, like, she's my queen. I just, I love this woman, you know, and she's, she's been the CEO of a nonprofit for 13 years now. It's called Give Hope, Fight Poverty. And it, when I was talking about where we went to volunteer, 
she's been to that place 80 times now. Um, Damn. And so she's, yeah, she sees the world just a lot different, you know, and, and she's heard some stories from children who have a lot of things to be a victim about, but they choose to be victors, you know, like growing up at six years old and their mom and dad died of HIV, you know, and they live in a mud hut and at six years old, they're now essentially by themselves taking, raising themselves, you know, maybe they go live with an aunt or somebody who doesn't really care about them, but kids that could truly choose to be, and my wife just has such a heart for people. And, and she's, she's helped so many. And, and so when I came home, truthfully, man, I was fuming when that lady yelled at me about doing pull-ups and my wife actually in a really cool way, which she has a way of just, we've gotten to know each other better. We communicate so much better now. She let me vent for a little bit. And then she sat me down and just said, Hey Ty, I love you. <laughs> you know, but are you going to let this ruin the rest of your day? Like you get to choose from here, right? Like it's a Sunday, it's a family day. We got a hike planned. Like, are you going to keep letting this bother you? And I thought that was so wonderful. And then she kind of held, led me to a little more self-discovery. I would even say past that of just, I do feel bad for this lady. My wife's heart is so big, you know, and I actually ended up jogging back and, and trying to have a civil conversation with that lady about an hour later now that's a different story because she just wanted to shout louder at me about how wrong I was. And I, and then I just figured, okay, I did my part and now it's, it's over, you know, like I'm, I'm going to try and be the bigger person and try and see maybe her point of view. Cause I thought I'm a really logical person, right? Like I can understand if somebody has a, a different viewpoint than me, I'll hear it out. Hers had nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do about safety. She just wanted to yell at people. That was it. She's broken inside and she wanted to yell at people. That's the conclusion I came to. So that, again, just makes me feel even sorrier for her that she's waking up every day like that. You know, that sucks. I hope she changes it, you know, but my wife's been a big catalyst in that for helping me with that. No, that's beautiful to hear. And honestly, stories like that, I don't believe we hear enough. It's one of the reasons I champion families. It's one of the reasons I share photos of the kids. You know, I recently shared a, like a family portrait that we had. And it's, it's to show even on Twitter, it's like, look, like there are good families. There are, there is happiness. There is light in the world. Maybe we can stop focusing so much in that darkness. And to hear that, you know, your lady is, is having that conversation with you and, and complimentary to the mission that you're putting forward, that, that it's just beautiful to hear. And that message in itself is as important as the rest of this entire conversation. Like, and I hope those listening or those watching understand we, we've said a lot of things, you know, mindset, getting yourself in motion, overcoming failure, you know, doing all these great things. But also, let's not like, just gloss over the fact that a healthy relationship is one where you support one another. And that, that's not just in, you know, uh, monetary ways. It's not just, no, I support you, you know, because we have this nice house, these nice cars. You're talking about taking a pay cut. And she's still like, yeah, I'm here. And, and no, everybody skips that. Like, oh, you know, you're just married. Here's a woman who's supporting a, a pay cut, a substantial pay cut. You know, and a woman who's also, I'll have a link below to the give hope, not poverty, but it's, it's somebody who's chasing a cause and on a mission herself. And I try to stress, you know, the best marriages consist of people who work on themselves as individuals, but you also work on the relationship. You know, when I go inside and talk to Jackie and if I sit down, how was your day? I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't care. It was nothing. Like, no, I'm like, Hey, I talked to this dude about this. I talked to this dude about this. I was online. I had this in, like. Yeah. How was your day? And then she'll start telling me, oh, I did this with the kids or I did this or I, I painted this. Th-. Like there's so much back and forth and we've been together since 2003. So I came to the math right now. I want to say 18 years, you know, <laughs> but, but, but even now it, we're still learning each other. We're still exploring life, you know, and that fire within, you know, we, we sort of spoke on, on habits and fitness already. So I don't want to dive too deep into those, but when it goes to health and you work on people's just overall health, do you also, do you believe, and this is just me thinking out loud, that when you start working on your health, the health of the relationships that you have are also improved because you're you're not just consuming better foods or trying to find better things to put into your mind, but you're also learning how to better connect and relate to those that are around you. Do you think those are intercha- or intertwined? I would say 100%. Yeah. I mean, again, it's what do they always say? You're a summary of the five people you hang around with most, right? And so especially in that marriage dynamic, I mean... If we're really honest, you know, a few years ago, my wife didn't have my back and I didn't have her back. Like we, we kind of just did our own thing. Right. And then when I started changing myself, I mean, it was one of the most, it literally brought me to tears because it was, it was maybe seven, eight months ago where my wife literally sat me down one night and said, thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, we have this relationship now and you started to better yourself. And I saw the changes and then it made me want to change myself. 
And then it made me want to get better and better. And then it made us want to communicate and be a team better. You know, it started with me. And I think any man listening to this has to know it, it needs to start with you, you know, but, but yeah, when, when you're again, consume, you are what you consume. That's it. And whether it be food, whether it be media, whether it be your friendships, your relationships, you are what you consume. And so you're going to put back out what comes into you, you know? And so of course, I think that's just common sense really and logic. We don't think about it enough, but I'm a better man today for having talked to you, you know, I'm going to be a better man, you know, tomorrow because my wife and I, I'm really pumped about this. If you don't know, but I'm really big into dating your spouse fiercely, man. I say this all the time. And yeah, brother. I moved heaven. <laughs> I moved heaven and earth tonight, man. I have a sitter for all three kids, house sitter, uh, and I got a suite. Uh, and me and my wife are having just a me and my wife night. No phones, no nothing. Overnight date night. So I'm so pumped about that. And you got to invest into that relationship too. You know, where, like you said, I I don't come home from work either and just how was your day? Good. How was your day? Good. Bro, I, I talk about the clients I interacted with, a client that I got to help here, uh, who I got to pour in here. My wife is sending me stuff all day. I had a five-minute break. Me and Tenley did planks. You know, she's sending me a video of it, you know. Awesome. We're just sharing wins constantly. We communicate. I mean, we always say with each other now, I'm your biggest cheerleader in the whole world. I'm going to be the person who just gives you life. You know, that's my mission when I wake up now. Give my wife energy, life, take some things off her plate, help her. In turn, it's kind of selfish because it comes back to me a hundredfold, you know, when I build her up in that way. And then I think she realizes that too, of course, like, like if she was the kind of wife who I told her, I want to chase my vision and my mission and my dreams and go for this. And she said, nope, I need you to work a job you're not really passionate about. We need more money. Are we going to have a good marriage then? You know, am I going to secretly resent her? You know, like, so it goes both ways, you know, and it's such a beautiful thing when you, when you really get raw and have some of those conversations and again it goes back to something we talked about 20 minutes ago some of those conversations aren't easy when you're bringing those things up right in a marriage especially you might not always agree on things but you got to sit down and have them you know before we kick this off we were talking about how you know your office there, there's family everywhere so we, we got you locked in here <laughs> and i was sharing you know when i started the podcast i was in the corner of my bedroom and there were a lot of nights where i was running you know live youtube sessions doing podcasts that were late and my wife, she couldn't be in the room, you know, so she had to be outside of our bedroom at night where she should be sleeping in her own bed. And people, they think, oh, well, you were making money. No, I was not making any money. At that point, I was making $0.00, no cents, no dollars for like two years, maybe three years before I started like, it started flowing. And it's great. Again, this is them seeing me now. They see this. Let's not discount all the previous work that took to get here. She was there in my corner when I was in that bedroom corner. When I said, hey, I, there's a vision. I, I can help family men. I can help men that are going through things. I believe in this. It's going to happen. And she's like, I know. Okay, you just do what and, you have to do. She's like, How much pushing. does that make you just love her so much? You know, I, and that's the thing. Man. People don't see it. But, and and I, I think I don't even talk about it enough now that we're having this conversation. I'm <laughs> like, I should probably share that. Like, so people understand, you know, you don't, I didn't just like click my fingers. All of a sudden, Zach Small is the family alpha and successful. Like, that's not how that happened. <laughs> it was the Never long is. road. And my lady was with me that whole, it's like the Oregon trail, man. We were sitting yeah. there, we, we broke some wheels. We probably had dysentery, you know, there's all sorts of things going on, <laughs> you know, but we found our way here because we just kept on going. We believed in the mission. We believed in each other. And when the whole world had their back against me, she was there. My kids were there, you know, so this brand of me is actually a brand of us. It's a life yeah. of us that I'm sharing. And, you know, it's, it's great to be able to speak with men like yourself who are also living that mission. You know, and in the last podcast, I was speaking with Michael Foster and one of his big things was uh, county before country. So fix your community before you try to fix the globe. And I believe on your point, when you work on yourself as a man and then you can help your family, like, like what happened with you, you worked on you and then your wife improved and then both of you improved together, then the kids improved and now it's spreading. I think all men need to understand that when you work on you, that'll go to your spouse, that'll go to your children, that'll go to your community. Don't yeah. look at the, the the top level news stories of the nation and be like, oh, I've got to focus there. If you truly want to change that headline as what's happening in the United States of America or whatever country you're in, that starts with you doing the right thing with you. Watch how that fixes the community. Watch how that fixes the state. Watch how that state impacts the rest of the, the geographical location and watch how that makes it to the top. You have to be the change you want to see. And I just, there's no other way to go about that. Just be that change. Yeah. It's the most selfless thing you can do is, is it literally is man. The most selfless thing you can do. And I used to have that different mindset of, 
I don't, I don't want to take an hour and a half a day to myself. You know, that that's, that's selfish. You know, I needed to be all things for all people and give, you know, it goes to setting boundaries too, you know, cause I could never say no for a while, but yeah, it, it really is the most selfless thing you can do is to better yourself every single day. You know, again, you said it best, man, you know, you want to, you want to change the world, start within change yourself. And then you, and then it spreads from there, you know? So as somebody who's been watching you grow from the outside, looking in, you're, you're, you're crushing it. You're moving forward. You got the momentum. I'm really glad we had this discussion. What is the future? What does the future hold for Tyler? What, what are the so projects ex- coming down the line? I'm so excited about it, man. I mean, right now I've been working really hard for three months, building this online community with three other guys that I love on Twitter. We got a few of them from all over the globe, man. It's really cool, but we've been building this community. That's it's going to be really cheap, but we kind of want it for entry level people who have maybe never been to the gym, don't know much about health fitness. We're going to create this online community for everybody where we can answer questions. We can, they can send us videos of form. We can help them with that. You know, a lot of times like maybe only got 20 minutes to work out in the morning. Let's give you, you know, putting up YouTube videos of, of quick 20 minute workouts. So we can really crush it. A lot of mindset things, a lot of healthy relationship type things. We're building this little community now uh, that I'm really excited about. I think that'll be fun. I do a lot of one-on-one coaching. And as I've scaled down my, my office job, I'm scaling that up. Cause that's something that just lights a fire in me, man. I, to see men, you know, I got to give a shout out to Cody. He's, you know, I got so many, every client's my favorite client. If you're watching this, but, you know, Cody's a, Cody's a guy that just, you know, some of the things he tells me, man, you know, six months ago, he didn't feel like he, he was even living, you know, just existing. And now he's having dance parties in his living room with his family, him and his wife are on fire. He sent me a picture this morning, him and his kids are out for a walk together. Then his son's asking him, dad, I see you working out. I want to work out. Can you show me how to work out? You know? this stuff is what fires me up and what gets me going, you know? So I want to scale that up a little bit more. I love writing. I, I, I write almost every day now. I put out one ebook, but I, you know, I, I want to do a second one on, on relationships and how me and my wife have turned the corner and things like that. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I just kind of, I got a lot of missions in the future, but you know, I like to not talk about some of them too, just more do them, <laughs> but that's oh, what that's I got on the, on the short time horizon, you know? <laughs> oh, that's perfect, man. It, it's, it's cool because there, there's a lot of people you work with and, you know, and they're, they're just starting out. They're trying to get that momentum. But every time I have somebody on here and have the conversation, it's, it's people who've achieved or at least are on like a, a wicked trajectory and to see the smile, to hear the the power. Like when you start talking about it, dude, the, the release of passion is one of the most missing things in most men. You know, like yes. if I had to pick like something that really irked me, it's when people talk, you know, from their throat and they kind of look down and it's not really full. I'm like, dude, let the energy out. Like, yes. if you're proud of this, man, go be proud. Like, smile, make some noise. Let somebody hear you. Who cares? Dude. And you just did hey, that. Man. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's the thing is I have, you know, a couple of people. One guy asked me, like, you know, why are you so passionate when you talk about these things? Why do you get like into, you know, I put out these videos on Twitter where I'm like, let's get moving. Let's go, baby. You know, like I literally wake up like that and it's like, this is my life. You know, I, I'm pretty passionate about my life. You know, like you should feel the same way. You should want to get out of bed and attack your day and get after it. We're, like you said, man, we're all going to die. I know we're going to die. You know, you, we all know we're going to die someday. Acknowledging that makes me even want to go harder. I'm only here for a limited time. I only get to impact so many people. I want to make that number as big as it can be. You know, I can't do that by laying around all day. And you know, I got to have some passion behind what I'm doing. And I felt trapped for a while in my office job. And that's one thing that I would say, if you're a guy out there watching this and you feel trapped, start to journal. What makes me tick? What am I passionate about? In today's world, you can earn money and do things. You don't just need to work at it at a nine to five that you don't like. Just start a side hustle. And for me, I coached nine clients for free before I ever made a penny. I, I had 20,000 tweets before I ever monetized anything on it. I, you know, It's not like you're going to do something for two weeks and it's going to change. It took me six and a half years to get to the point where I'm going down to 20 hours a week instead of 48 but you start to build and brick by brick, you build, man. And, and that's where, you know, you can end up wherever you want to end up. You're never trapped. <laughs> it took you six years to become an overnight success is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> exactly. Awesome. All right. So for those who want to connect with you, be it uh, health focused or relationship focused, what's the best way for them to contact you and find your content? 
Man, come on Twitter. I'm at Ty Romper there every single day. I did. I I only follow champions like yourself, Zach Hamill. I, I I literally, man, I'm fired up. Every people say social media drains them. My social media will never drain me because I block pretty frequently, <laughs> and I only have champions that are on my timeline. So I'm on there every day. Come find me at Ty Romper. Um, I'm on the, all the other social media platforms too. At you know Tyler Toad at Gmail is my email. Um, you can find all my links through Twitter. And, uh, and just give me a DM, and I answer every single DM, even if it's just to say what's up. So give me a holler. <laughs> awesome. I will have the link to that below. And I will say, you know, as a, you're not even a shameless plug, just as a straight up plug and a fan, when I grab my phone, I look at it and it motivates me because the things I see. Tyler is one of the men that I see. I'm like, yeah, like it's cool. Like just to see you out with the kids, the things you do, like just a message. So anybody listening, jump on that. I'm not just saying that because he's my guest. I would say that on Twitter or anywhere else. If he worked here, it's one of those people that the the positivity, the message, the focus, the grind, it's all, it just is what it is. And you can decide. And for me, I'd rather see something like that on my timeline than anything about things again, that are not relevant to what it is I'm trying to do or who it is I'm trying to be as a man. So I Tyler, that, brother. dude, Very strong work, much appreciated. <laughs> and I want to thank you for your time for coming on the show. Thank you, man. And again, I'm, I'm humbled to be on here, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours and I respect you so much and I, I've learned so much from you. So it's again, man, this is how we make y'all, we all make each other better. So I appreciate it, man. I wouldn't be where I was today, honestly, if it wasn't for you writing, I got, you know, those sticky notes all over my house. A couple of them are your, your quotes, man. So thanks. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, the, the whole concept of iron sharpening iron, you know, and for everybody listening or watching, you know, it, this is it in motion, people coming together, you get better. That helps make me better. I get better. That helps make you better. You know, but you just got to put in the work, just put in the work and show up, you know, don't be afraid of, of sounding dumb or being embarrassed. Like just go do the thing. There are plenty of people who have screwed up so many times that'll be like, yeah, it happens. It's whatever. Like just keep going. You know, you, you, you'll be embarrassed. You'll make a mistake. You know, you might be the one on the treadmill and you're just very overweight and things are moving around. You're embarrassed that are moving around. Keep going. Just, just whatever it is, just keep on going and reach out. You know, Tyler said he responds to DMs. My DMs are open as well. Just reach out. People will have the discussion. Who cares about the person sitting there judging? You're the one out there doing the work. You're the get one the that arena. I want to talk to. Yeah, get in the arena. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. For everybody that tuned in, I want to appreciate the support. I want to say thank you. And this has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at the fraternity of excellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Zach Small underscore.